coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, what the science shows about wearing a face mask. Let's go. Look, folks, if you understand viruses, and we don't need to go into the size, the nano size of a virus. However, it's like trying to catch a mosquito through a fence. All right, so that's the problem. And of course, they're not worn correctly. Even if they were, according to the Lancet article, they still didn't work. But there's even a bigger issue, Ben. What's the bigger issue? <laughs> Do we want this virus to spread? Yeah. Yeah, that is the bigger issue here. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey Keto Camper, hope you're doing amazing today. This episode is one of the most important episodes that you'll ever hear. I welcome back Dr. Daniel Pompa to the podcast for the third time. He's actually the first three-peat guest on the show. Dr. Pompa, he is the king of detox. He's a coach, a mentor to me. He trains 50 plus doctors and practitioners, myself included, and he's a leader in true cellular detox, fasting, ketosis, and diet variation. He's been on the show, episode number one. I wanted him to be the first episode, which you could find in the notes of this podcast. We talked about dry fasting for cancer, four supplements to stop taking immediately, the dangers of silver amalgam fillings. That was all on episode one. And then he came back on episode 115, where we spoke about all things fasting intermittent fasting, block fasting, autophagy, how it works, how to know when you should break a fast. That was a masterclass all about fasting, and we'll put a link for that down below in the notes. In this episode, we happen to be speaking together in Tampa, Florida at a PBS conference. And here's the backstory for you. We actually thought we were speaking Friday morning and Saturday morning, so we got there Thursday to prepare and be ready for Friday morning, and we show up and turns out we're not on the schedule for Friday morning. We're on the schedule for only Saturday morning. So we left and we said, hey, let's record a podcast. We had something weighing on our heart and that was the issue with what's happening in the world with face masks, the virus. And we said, let's sit down and record a podcast. So this is a podcast that was recorded in the lobby of the hotel in Tampa, Florida. So the audio is peak, it is pristine because I had my headsets on both myself and Dr. Pompa. And I have to share this with you. This is going to be somewhat of a controversial episode. And we're not approaching this episode from a point of we're right, you're wrong, and this is political and you gotta do this. No, what we're doing here, what we're going to do in this episode is just break down the science, break down the research, the coronavirus deaths, the coronavirus testing, the flu deaths, the flu testing, the studies that show what happens when you have a mask on. We actually dissect a very prestigious Lancet study 
all about the face mask and we say, does it help or does it hurt? What are the pros and cons? So we just break down the science, the research, so you could critically think and make an educated decision. And then at the end of the podcast, we talk about such a, an important issue, and that is a new problem that we're creating in the world with our children, how we're teaching them to avoid playing in the dirt. We're teaching them to social distance. We're teaching them to isolate, and humans are not designed to be isolated. We are social creatures, and it's a passion of both of ours to get this message off our heart into the world. So that's what you have on this episode. And I just want to encourage you to hear our heart here, where we're coming from. We're coming from a place of love and abundance and science. And I really hope that this is the way you hear this episode. So before I bring them on, here are some bullet points that we're going to speak about. We're going to talk about the COVID deaths comparable to the flu deaths. We're going to talk about flattening the curve. Was that essential? Was that a good idea? Did we flatten the curve? Then we'll speak about the face mask, the N95s versus the cloth versus other things. We'll speak about what about, we'll speak on the high risk community. What should you do if you are immune compromised, you are over the age of 70? Then we'll speak about vaccines. Will vaccines actually create herd immunity? And then we'll speak about the kids and we'll get into the human body, which is the world's greatest physician. So I can't wait for you to absorb this information. Please, please, One more time, please share this episode with somebody you know. This is one of those episodes that makes all the difference for our health, our freedom, our future, our kids, our grandkids. This is that episode. Please take a screenshot of this and post it on Instagram. Tag myself at TheBenAzadi and at KetoCampOfficial and then tag Dr. Pampa at DR Pampa. When I see it, we'll share it on our stories. I also want to encourage you to leave a rating and review for the Keto Camp Podcast. If you do so, take a screenshot of that on Apple Podcast and email it to ben at ketocamp.com. Take a screenshot of that review and then email it to ben at ketocamp.com with your shipping address in the United States only. And what we'll do is I'll send you a signed copy of my fasting book as a thank you for leaving an honest rating and review. Those reviews are really the oxygen the lifeline for podcast. One last thing before I bring Dr. Pompa on, I've been hosting live keto and fasting webinars that are 100% free to really teach you the tips and tricks and the protocols and actually how to get long-term keto and fasting results. So I have this webinar called Four Ways to Master Keto and Fasting, where I outline the blueprint for keto and fasting. And this is very different than what most people are teaching when it comes to keto and fasting. So I've been doing this on a monthly basis, sometimes twice a month. Head over to benazadiwebinar.com to see when the next webinar is coming up. It is free. I give away $200 plus worth in free digital downloads, keto meal plans, keto recipe books, and a few of my books for those who do attend. Only sign up if you make it live. So head to benazadiwebinar.com to see when the next webinar is taking place. And I can't wait to see you on there. It's a 60-minute masterclass live all about keto and fasting. If you're struggling to find the right foods on your ketogenic lifestyle, I highly recommend you check out Kettle and Fire's new lineup of keto soups. 
They are delicious, they live up to my high standards of quality ingredients, and they'll help you accelerate your ketogenic results. Visit kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout for 15% off. That is kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp. All right, let's get into this episode with the greatest in the world, Dr. Daniel Pampa. All right, Dr. Pampa. Yes. Welcome back for the third time to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. <laughs> all right. How many people make it three times? You're the first. Three feet. That's all I had to hear. You were, also, you were the first guest. You might not ever see me again after this. <laughs> you were the first guest on the show, episode uh-huh. one, and then I think episode like 130, uh-huh. and this is going to be like 180 or something like that. But yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I'm grateful because uh, as the audience knows, you are my, my mentor. You teach me a lot of the, the protocols that you're teaching the doctors, and I'm one of them in, yeah. your, in your platinum group, and I'm just so grateful. And we have a lot of information about that in previous episodes and your story of being sick from pain to purpose to promise. So you could go listen to that. We'll link to that in the notes of the podcast. But we're here in Tampa. We're here speaking at a conference together. Yeah, I'm grateful for that opportunity. And we're here in person recording the podcast, and we have something weighing on our heart, yeah. which came from our last coaching call on Tuesday, mm. where it was full of passion because we were talking about what's happening in the world with the face mask. Yes. And this is a touchy subject for some people, mm-hmm. very controversial for yes. some people. And we're going to, you know, just break down the facts and the stats and our perspective of things. So I'd love for you to start with um, the stats out there with the coronavirus and with the deaths worldwide mm-hmm. and comparing that to the flu. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a few issues here that we have to discuss, right? You know, if this thing is dangerous, um, in the beginning we thought, not we, experts thought that this would be 2 million plus deaths of what we'd experience from COVID. Well, that that hasn't happened. I I think I was on World Health Organization statistics last night, maybe it's 430-some thousand, so not quite a half a million when you look at flu statistics on the World Health Organization, um, averages 260 to 650,000. So we're kind of in between that as far as how many people have actually died from COVID and, and, you know, good years, bad years of the flu. In the U.S., if we want to look at those statistics, I think last year was a bad flu year and it was 80-some thousand. And now COVID in the U.S., we are at 126,000, 123,000, maybe something around there. So you would say, well, that's worse. That's more deaths. But in the U.S., we hospitals are actually given bonuses for flu, or I'm sorry, COVID diagnosis and deaths. So therefore, what we have is a lot of comorbidities, you know, being given, meaning deaths being given to COVID that really aren't COVID. So deaths that are not really caused by COVID, mm-hmm. but somebody who died with COVID are Correct. being counted as a COVID death. Yeah, so it, if you go on the New York, one of our doctors shared uh, the New York stat- uh, stats, right? So if you go to newyork.gov and you look at it, it's 89.9% of the cases are being attributed. You know, basically they, they would have died from something else. and they So was heart being, disease, diabetes, yeah. so they had some underlying They issue. had an underlying condition that, you know, was really probably the issue is what that really means. So look, I I mean, when we look at the worldwide statistics and we look at it as an average flu uh, season, if you will, how many deaths across the world, I think you get a more accurate number because not every country is doing what this country is doing 
bonusing the hospitals for COVID deaths and diagnosis. So when you look at the worldwide numbers, it's about the same as the flu. Uh, so and some people might argue and say, well, in the U.S., the death rate is 0.1% for the flu, which you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, and yet it's 0.2% from COVID. And again, experts feel it's because of those more inflated numbers in the U.S. versus the rest of the world. What about when this first started back in March where they had projected how many deaths? Two million? Yeah, two plus million. Two plus million. Uh, you know, and they right. wanted to flatten the curve. Did you agree with that concept of flatten the curve? I, and- I, I did. And, and on my Facebook, I was vocal about it that I, I thought that was good because at that point, nobody really knew you know, where this was going to go. Right. So I agreed with the decision, not that my, my opinion matters, but I, I agreed personally with yeah. the decision. I, I was vocal about it, that I thought this was a smart thing to do because, you know, we looked at what happened in Italy. And, and again, for many different reasons, not this conversation, the hospitals were overwhelmed. And so we didn't want that to happen. So flattening the curve was, I thought, a good idea. My only concern was that if we flatten the curve, Will we hit herd immunity, which we're going to talk about? So, you know, I want people to understand how important that concept is because it was so important that I was concerned that we, if we don't hit herd immunity, that this could be a big problem, right? A much bigger problem. And the experts actually on major networks um, addressed it and said, look, we will hit herd immunity. It's just what's going to happen is we flatten the curve. The same number of people are going to end up with this virus. It's just going to take much longer to get there. Well, here we are in the summer. We haven't hit that herd immunity. That's why we're still getting cases. So basically the consequence of flattening the curve is what we're experiencing now. So as you'll see in a moment, I'm going to make an argument that we need to hit herd immunity. And we have to talk all about that because that's very controversial. But Mm -hmm. they assured us that by doing this, we would still hit herd immunity, which I agree because they expect us to start getting more socially active and then we will hit herd immunity. But yeah, that's the issue. So I'd love for you to explain exactly what herd immunity is for those mm-hmm. who don't understand it. I do. I literally need a piece of paper uh, yeah. to do this because when I voice it, it's not the same. But I also want you to voice, I want you to explain it in a way for those who are just listening and not seeing it, so they also understand it. Yeah, but yeah. For those okay. of you watching here, <laughs> he's going to draw it out for you. This is the best way I've seen herd immunity explained to really yeah. understand how it works. Yes. So I'm going to draw this way and my pen's going to go out. So I'm going to draw X's. Okay, so if X right here is virus person number one, okay, in China. All right, everyone see that. Okay, so... You know, probably dots would be better. I could draw them. Okay, and then I'm going to draw down here so my pen doesn't run out. All right, so this person affects this person, affects this person. You're going to see this in about a minute. Okay. All right, so this is basically a viral spread. Okay, so this person, then it affects this person, affects this person, affects this person, and then it keeps going. Okay, now herd immunity is I'm going to draw X's over top of the people who have had exposure, okay? Who've had exposure. Let's do this. Okay. So these people now have had exposure. Now, keep in mind, exposure doesn't equal disease. Infection doesn't equal disease. That's an important point, meaning this person could have actually got the virus and had no symptoms, okay? This person could have had the virus and been very sick. But the point is now 
is if they have X's over top of them, that means they have antibodies. Now, what that means is if they have antibodies, that means when someone with the virus exposes this person, so this person has the virus and exposes this person, it stops there. This person can no longer affect anybody. So it becomes a stop to this whole thing, right? So here we go. This person had the virus. So now he gets encountered with this person. Now he doesn't transmit the virus any longer. Okay, so this person now becomes uh, non-affected and this person now doesn't affect this person. Okay, so the bottom line is, is that once you have the antibodies, you become a stop to the virus. So when, as this happens, eventually what happens is the virus just loses its ground or its ability to affect enough people. So we need people with antibodies. We need more X's, which stop the transmission. So think about that. Once you get the antibodies, which would be called an IgG antibody, meaning you have a past exposure, you become a stop for this spread. So the more X's we have, the more stop checks that it has, and it stops the spread of the virus. So we're just not there yet. You so know. compare that to like when you were a kid and, and somebody had chicken pox in the neighborhood, right? What right. did they do? They would have a chicken pox party. All the kids get infected, develop the antibodies. That's what we did. Chicken pox, measles, mumps. You know, we, we would have those parties. I remember going down to the neighbors and getting, getting exposed. You know, and that's a great point, though, because I got exposed and I never got sick. Hmm. Um, some of my friends got sick and my mom was worried that I didn't get exposed enough. She was accusing me of not playing, uh, you know, close enough with the other children. But the fact was, is I had antibodies. Uh, I just didn't. And remember, infection doesn't equal disease. I didn't have symptoms, in other words. So with wearing the mask all over the place, with social distancing, are we delaying this process? Is it, are we keeping this strain of the virus longer <laughs> around for longer? Yeah, so that, that brings up the other topic, right? And the fact is, is that uh, there's a lot of controversy about masks, right? Russell Blaylock uh, recently, one of our doctors posted a great article and it was like 17 reasons not to wear a mask. And many of which were the fact that they actually cause problems, that they cause symptoms. Like what? Uh, Explain what are, the, what are the issues with them? More respiratory issues. It's a strain on the lungs. You're not exchanging your gases, meaning your carbon dioxide and oxygen. So a lack of oxygen, now we can basically attribute that to many different things, right? A lot of people are getting migraine headaches. A lot of people with other conditions are making those conditions worse. People are fainting as well. People are fainting. Obviously, even people with autoimmune, it seems like it's making it worse. I mean, it's a stress. So And you could test, you could get a pulse oximeter and test with the mask on versus the mask off, Correct. right? And yes. what it's doing to your oxygen levels. A absolutely. So then, okay, that's one argument, right? There's a, f a basically, we're stepping on liberties, the constitutional right, that a lot of people are up in arms about that. So that's an issue. But the bigger issue, I think, is do they even work? So I'm looking at evidence, and I was stating some evidence, and someone in the medical community said, oh, you haven't seen the Lancet article then. And the Lancet article, and, I, and now I have to, oh, my phone's oh, over there. Oh, yeah, that's Darn. right. <laughs> okay, I was actually going to pull it up because yeah. if you look at the headline of the Lancet article, uh, I showed you the headline. Yeah. Wouldn't you have said, oh, I mean, this is proving that masks work, right? It said social distancing, mask, face mask, right? Yeah, um, if you just read the headline, you're like, okay, masks work. Right. So now twice now that, that article has been used against my argument. Well, I was stunned 
when I read down into the article, and I thought I would have to get into the methodologies where a lot of studies are really bad. But what this study did is they actually even looked at other studies plus what they, they were doing. But the point of it was, is I, I wish I could read it, the exact words in the study, but I'll try to do the best to paraphrase it. Basically, even when masks were combined with other strategies, face masks, eye protection, it's still, and used correctly, by the way, it was considered low certainty evidence that it worked. Okay, Ben, when you read studies, you know that low certainty evidence means they have no evidence. Okay, so there is no evidence. So when you looked at the studies, but social distancing actually did show to actually be, have more stronger evidence, which I agree. I, I social, to keep people away from each other. You're definitely not, you know, you're going to slow the viral spread down. And by the way, that's why we did in fact flatten the curve. But the evidence as far as face mask, you know, eye protection used correctly with other strategies still had low certainty evidence. So the Lancet study that everyone was holding up is like, well, that actually proves the point. They don't work. Now, here's what it did say in the study. I read down even further and it said the N95 masks, which are actually attributed to more health problems, okay, because it's a tighter mask. So there's more side effects from that. Might. The word was might have a better effect. Look, folks, if you understand viruses, and we don't need to go into the size, the nano size of a virus. However, it's like trying to catch a mosquito through a fence. All right, so that's the problem. And of course, they're not worn correctly. Even if they were, according to the Lancet article, they still didn't work. But there's even a bigger issue, Ben. What's the bigger issue? <laughs> Do we want this virus to spread? Yeah. Yeah, that is the bigger issue here. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So based off of what you shared about herd immunity, the goal should be to actually spread the healthy people to spread this virus, develop mm -hmm. antibodies, and put an end to this craze. Right. 
That's right. So, but that's going to upset a lot of people. I, I imagine those listening right now who there's have mad people right now. There's, yeah, us. there's people mm -hmm. who have. Look, my mom is in the risk factor group, mm -hmm. but I'm doing things for her health. So those people who are at risk, those who are over the age of 70, who have underlying conditions, those are the people who are upset or if they have a family member who, ha yes. who has those conditions, they're pissed off about this conversation. And I understand that. And every single life lost uh, to COVID is, is a tragedy. So we're not mm -hmm. downplaying that. So what do we do about that situation? Well, it's pretty simple to me. Those people, just like when they get the flu, need to stay home, right? They need to stay home and not put themselves at risk. And that's the truth. We need to hit herd immunity to stop this. Now, again, the experts knew by flattening the curve, it would extend you know, this virus out. But now here we are. We realized that, and let's bring it, the very first place we started was, okay, when we look at the numbers, this isn't my opinion, it's about the same as the flu. Okay, so we thought it was going to be much more dangerous. Two point some million people didn't end up dying. So then we should now be saying, all right, let's spread this amongst healthy people. Let's hit herd immunity and let's stop the nonsense because I am worried for our economy getting shut down again. The number one cause of death globally is not any of these things, not even heart disease or cancer, it is poverty. And right now we know suicide rates are soaring. I mean, right now we have people committing suicide from you know, economic stress, fear. I mean, multiple reasons they're attributing to this. We have people not going to the hospitals that their lives would have been saved that yeah. are dying. Surgeries are canceled. So yeah. again, how many more people do we have to have? And they're kind of like, you know, it's not making it out there. They're saying, look, all these other deaths because of this are happening and yet no one's paying attention. So my fear is if we don't hit herd immunity, what's gonna happen in the fall? Okay, and now there's a political thing, and I'm not going to go political on anyone's platform here, but now, whether you like it or not, there's a political stress where we have, you know, the sides taking advantage of the situation. I think we are being taken advantage of. Businesses, we need to go back to work to spread this. We need to bring masks. One of the things they do, Ben, is they do create fear. So people aren't gathering, and we need to gather amongst healthy people and we need to hit this herd immunity and put this thing at rest. The only thing that stops any virus, whether it's the flu, Spanish flu, go back in history, is herd immunity. And that's the reality. We need to hit it. So you, you're saying the only thing that stops it is herd immunity, developing the antibodies, but a lot of people are believing that a, a vaccination is mm -hmm. gonna stop this. And they're waiting to open up their business or go back to normal routine when that vaccination is available. Yeah, look, I, I don't wanna get your thing shut down. I, you know, I, I don't even wanna use the V word because that's how crazy this is. Because another agenda here is this global agenda of mandatory vaccines and many people feel that that's why we're getting all this weird stuff with this virus as opposed to the regular flu. Like, why are we doing this? What, like, if these numbers are the numbers, which they're the numbers, what are we doing? Well, a lot of people feel it's that. Look, I interviewed Bobby Kennedy, who now, because he is Bobby Kennedy, Facebook can't shut his name down. <laughs> uh, so we can use Bobby Kennedy's <laughs> name, but I interviewed him here, and you may have even shared that interview. But, yeah, I did. It you was know, a fantastic interview. We'll put he, it in the notes, by the way. He believes... Other experts believe that you can't 
and I don't even want to use her name, but there's another expert that actually created, oh, yes. her, you know, va vaccines, right? She believes you cannot create a vaccine for this. It's a unicorn. She, you know, again, flu shot vaccines, the reason why there's so much criticism around them, the reason why many people don't believe they work is because these viruses mutate. And that's the problem with Corona. It's mutated, some say 300 plus times. You know, I'm not sure of that number, but it, they do mutate. We know that's a fact and they mutate so quickly. That's the problem with the V word as being the solution. We must hit herd immunity. You know, and going back to your point about the hidden problems that are now manifesting because of the lockdowns and the fear, the businesses that are closing up every single day, the small businesses, mm -hmm. the small mom and pop shops, restaurants, gyms, but the suicides. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who personally was suicidal when I was obese and my outlet. Oh, by the way, can you believe, how much did you weigh? 250, 250 pounds, yeah. 80 pounds heavier than I, I do today. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's amazing. But, but the point I'm trying to make is my outlet for getting away from those suicidal thoughts was sports, it's watching sports. And we don't even have that. There's no outlet. So if I was going through that mm. right now, I didn't have that outlet. I wouldn't be able to hang out with my friends to take my mind off of things. I'd just be thinking about killing myself all day long. So if that's happening right that's now. That's what's happening. And yeah. people are taking their lives. There's mm -hmm. teenagers taking their lives. There's mm -hmm. all ages taking their lives and nobody's talking about that. So that's yeah. also a tragedy. And we need to acknowledge that that's happening in the world yeah. right now. Yep. So I, I just wanted to close that loop. Well, um, I mean, that's a big loop to close because that is the reality. So uh, look, I mean, you know, have people died from this? Of course, of course. But it's a very slim group who's vulnerable. We need to be spreading this amongst the healthy. So, uh, you know, masks really aren't the issue. You know, masks make me angry because I feel like we're being you know, taken advantage of and deceived. And look, again, can we use his name? Fauci himself had said, and we have, you know, people are sharing videos of him saying masks don't work. Mm -hmm. And now masks work. Yeah. And, you know, we had this expert saying masks don't work. And, and now and, they work. And the WHO saying an asymptomatic carrier cannot spread it and then saying they can spread it and going back and forth and flopping. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, so you, you must scratch your head at a point and go, you know what? It's like, let's just look at the facts. Facts are more people are dying now because we're shutting down, you know, to all the points we're making. It's putting global stress, which I fear. My heart breaks for small businesses, people who are not able to work right now, which is, I, I don't know how these businesses are going to recover. I don't even think we've hit the financial lag until next year, Yeah. you know, and that's the tragedy of this. And, and if we don't hit herd immunity, come on, folks, you know, wh what's going to happen? I don't want anyone to, nobody wants to even to get the flu, yeah. but at this point, you know, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And you know, when I, when I go around and I'm not wearing a mask because I am a healthy person. I'm looked at as being irresponsible. And I, I imagine some listening right now and watching are, are thinking that we're being irresponsible. But here, mm -hmm. here's my perspective. And I know I think it's your perspective too. We're being very responsible because we're, right. we're, we're actually taking care of our health every single day. We're yes. not eating toxic food. We're not eating a whole bunch of sugar. We're keeping our immune system at peak so we're able to actually be healthy and not spread a virus. Well, and, and by the way, I, we've been exposed to so many people, I'm sure, that with the viruses, when you have the antibodies, you know, you're not spreading anything anyway. So the fact is, is remember I showed the X, we have the X's, right? So, you know, how do we know who has X's, right? How do we know who's actually spreading it? You know, the fact is, is we're getting closer to herd immunity. You have to hit, you know, 60, 70% of the population exposed to stop this thing. So we need do, do to we, get to the number. Do we have an idea of what the number is? 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you could figure out percentage-wise, but you don't have an idea because you don't know who has the X's, meaning, you know, who's been exposed. We don't know that until further testing. Now, this is a new problem, too, is because now we're seeing surges. I, I turned on the news last night. It was, you know, coronavirus is surging. It's surging in this state. It's surging, and that's it. The reason it's surging is because they're testing so many people. So when you look at the surge, they've doubled the testing in many states. And when you double the testing in a day, and when they release you know, the results, well, it surges. It's because we- More testing. More testing. But the testing is an antibody testing. They're actually testing for the virus itself, going, we have all these people. But here's the thing, the death rates are still dropping. Mm -hmm. So it's the, the surge doesn't have to do with more sick people. It has to be to, to do with herd immunity. Antibodies, we want it to surge. Yeah. We want people exposed. We want people to test positive because that's how we're gonna stop this thing. So the surge is actually a good thing, yeah. an expected thing, by yeah. the way. And yet they're utilizing that to shut down going back to orange or whatever, you know, color it is. So they're using this. Again, I believe it's a, a political ploy of some sort, you know, some sort, but I don't like it at all. Yeah, you know, we're looking at the surges and we're like, yes, that's good. Keep spreading yeah. it. Keep developing these antibodies. Let's develop the herd immunity. Right. Others are being fearful. Absolutely. When they're seeing and you can't blame the them because yeah. they don't know. Yeah. Right. So they're like, oh, my God, I don't want to get, you know, God forbid I get this. I'm going to die. It's it's not so simple. And it's not. And the numbers prove that. It's not just my opinion. So this brings me to a video that you did, a live stream that you did on your Facebook about a month ago or so that had almost 3 million views now. And uh, it, it's a new problem, right? We're in the summer now, but the fall's coming up. School's coming right around the corner. We have kids going back to school and we have these absurd, these crazy mandatory ask for parents, for children to come into classrooms with masks on, to social distance, to wash your hands. Kids are the key to spreading this, by the way, because kids aren't even affected by it. So anyways, but you're, to your point. Yeah, what's the new problem that's happening now with that? With yeah. teaching our kids that that, you know, that, that video did, it went massively viral because people heard the truth. The fact is, is the last 20 years of research has basically took us from fearing bacteria, viruses, funguses, pathogens. And the research has shown, no, it's the opposite. The more exposure we have to these pathogens, basically the healthier we are, the less autoimmune, the less cancer. And I think in the video, I cited some of the studies about this, that kids that are exposed to more of these pathogens have less cancer, gut inflammatory conditions later in life. And now all of that amazing research to realize that through a diversity of microorganisms, the more exposure we have, the healthier we are, and now it's going out the window. All this microbiome research, and because now what's happening, the new abnormal, is I'll call it, is now making people do more hygiene amenities. In the one study that I referenced, it talked about the more hygiene amenities that were done, the more health conditions that we see. So that's what we're doing. Now we're training kids to run from bacteria and viruses, more anti, you know, hand sanitizers. This is now the new abnormal. And the fact is, is we've just now all this amazing research, we're going backwards. We're going backwards to running from pathogens. And so what's gonna happen is we're going to develop more autoimmune, more health conditions, more inflammatory gut issues because of these hygiene amenities that now are the new abnormal. We'll put a link for that, by the way, in the notes of this podcast. You got to watch that live stream. You know, with, with what's happening in the world, there's a lot of hate, a lot of fear, yeah. a lot of anger with so many different issues, not just the mask, but so mm -hmm. many different things out there. And I, I hope the audience understands that we're coming from a place of a strong heart, 
and we love humanity. We love each yeah. other. There's no hate here. And I, and I know Zero. that if, if you disagree with us, that is completely fine. But yeah. we're sharing our perspective. We're yeah. sharing facts. And yeah. we just want people to critically think. That's and, it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, critical thinking is not the norm anymore. It's not cool anymore to critically think, you know. And I can't help myself but to critically think. And I think, you know, schools today have really stopped critical thinking. You know, I, kids coming out of college are being taught not to critical think. And, and again, that's a whole nother show for a whole nother time. But we need to be critical thinkers. Yeah, they're taught to memorize and, and yes. answer on test. And yeah. yeah, that's how I was taught as well. Feelings are the new thing, right? Yeah. We don't want to hurt people's feelings, which I get. We don't. But we still have to critically think. I, um, you know, so it goes from one extreme to the next is what you see. Yeah, and a conversation like this is... Our future depends on it. Our kids' future, yes. our kids' kids' future depends on it. So this is yes. a conversation that needs to be, we need to critically think about. Yes. And we need to explore the facts, the stats out there, and not just come from one side. And we're also yes. open to it as well. Like if you have other research that you want to present to us, he, Dr. Pompa, I'm like, we're always looking at it. We're not in yeah. a box here. Yeah. I mean, when someone said, hey, look at the, you know, the, mentioned the, the Lancet study, I... I well, I want to know. I want to know. I want to look at the methodologies. I didn't even have to get to the methodologies. Mm -hmm. It was it was so obvious. But, you know, the, we're, the information needs to get out. Please share. I'm, I'm looking at my platform. Yeah. Share my group, Ben's group. Please share this video because um, people need to know this information for the sake of understanding that there's another thought than what, you know, mainstream media is telling you. Honestly. And really, when you look at the numbers, I believe the facts are showing, and I believe, again, experts that feel the way I feel are talking about this, but they're not bringing them on, the you know mainstream media. And I don't know why that is, but it's a shame. Yeah, please share it. You know, when you're listening to this, text it to a friend, the podcast episode, and yeah. share it on Facebook. Yeah. I want to close with this. We know that the world's greatest physician is available to us 24-7, which is the, the human body, the innate intelligence. Right. And we believe the body can heal. Mm -hmm. we, you've seen so many stories that you've shared with me. So can you just explain and have the audience just understand how powerfully we're created as a human body and how we're able to deal with viruses and bacteria, even diseases mm. like cancer, and just how strong the human body really is built? You know, my major premise comes from the fact that God has made us in such an amazing way that man can't better upon it. All we can do is remove interference uh, from that intelligence that he put there. And when we do that, the body does heal. Uh, whether stress of any type, physical, chemical, or emotional, will interfere with that healing. But what we need to focus on, raise our children with an understanding that your body does heal. Right? We can't better upon what God has done. We can't. See, my major premise is different, that our bodies do heal. So therefore, I, because my major premise is that, I spend my life trying to remove the things that would keep it from healing, mm -hmm. whether it be the bad diet, right? whether it be a toxin, the whether it bad be thoughts. Emotion, bad thoughts, emotion. See, all of those things accumulate in our body and will take your immune system down from healing. So I spend my life not trying to avoid cancer, avoid viruses and bacteria. No, I spend my life trying to maintain 
that innate intelligence the best I can. And therefore, it will deal with cancer. It will deal with the virus. And so when you change your major premise, your life changes. When you have that major premise that man's not going to bail me out, the man's not going to have the magic pill, it forces you to start to take care of yourself or question your lifestyle. But you have to change your major premise. And it should be that God's created you in such a way that your body can heal. We just have to stop interfering. <laughs> Amen with that. So that's the message we should be teaching our yes, children. Yes. That their body can heal. Yes. And this and all the fear is giving a different message that you are made unperfect. You are made weak when in the opposite is you have been made strong. And the fact is, is your body can handle this and oh, even if this was a virus that killed 4 million people, your body can handle that too. Where is the best place to go check out your work? Yeah, I mean, just, you can go to my website. Oh, well, you know, this is Facebook, right? Or one of those medias. On my Facebook is Dr. Dot, so D-R dot Daniel Pompa. That's my fan page. You can uh, check me out there. And then drpompa.com. Yeah, and drpompa.com is YouTube my website. YouTube as well, you, Dr. Daniel yeah. Pompa. And then tell my group where to check you out, Keto Camp. Yeah, so you could, well, it's the Keto Camp podcast. Yep. This is the third time. Three Pete for the first first time I ever had a guest. Three, he was episode number one, episode one thirty, and this is gonna be like one seventy or something like that. And then Keto Camp on YouTube with several videos with Dr. Pompa as well. And uh, we're gonna put links and notes for all this information in the the podcast. This will yeah. come out in a few weeks. And yeah, we just want you all to critically think and understand how amazing the human body is. Absolutely. And I'm going to share it uh, so that you have better audio with this podcast when it comes out next week. But share this now and share this then uh, because people need to hear a different view, a critical view. It's good. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, man. Love you, man. Appreciate it. Love you too. I really hope you heard our heart and the science from this episode. I understand if you disagree, that is your right. I respect it and I would always come from a respectful place and I hope you do the same for us. If you wanna see some of the research and dig into it yourself, we're gonna put the Lancet study, we're gonna put those other 17 studies that show some of the harms that occur from wearing a face mask in the notes of this podcast. We're gonna put all that together for you all the resources mentioned for you are in the notes of this podcast. We have Rachel who puts it all together for you. I encourage you to share this episode with a friend. Text it to them right now. It can make a big difference for them. It's going to change the world the more this message gets out there. Because this is about health. It is not about politics. It is about health. It is about freedom. It is about our future and our kids' future. So please share it. Please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to sign up for my free webinars, head over to benazadiwebinar.com. I'm so grateful that you listened to the entire episode. Thank you so much. I really hope you share it and take a screenshot and post that screenshot on Instagram and tag me at thebenazadi, at ketocampofficial, at drpampa. And when I see it, I'll share it. Let me know if you enjoyed the episode and you'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. 
This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.